Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for May 12th, 2020. It's the birthday of legendary comedian, author, and social critic George Carlin, born in 1937 in New York City. For millions, Carlin was a formative influence via the collective youths of multiple generations on the national consciousness, turning simple humor into biting social commentary. In many ways, Carlin was a modern Socrates and quick to show his disappointment in our lack of reflection. Carlin acknowledged this in perhaps his most important routine. I love words, he'd say. I thank you for hearing my words. I want to tell you something about words that I uh, think are important. I love, as I say, they're my work, they're my play, they're my passion. Words are all we have, really. The seven words routine, as it was known, was a milestone, not just because Carlin managed to highlight the dilemma at the core of the modern condition, but also because it gave us a landmark Supreme Court case on freedom of speech. FCC versus Pacifica Foundation that highlights how dangerous words can be to the guardians of mainstream mores. Carlin's monologue played on Pacifica Radio in New York City engendered a dispute as to what constituted decent speech on broadcast media, and the court decided that the population needed to be protected from hearing those deadly words spoken by Carlin, who had done so in an effort to help us enlighten ourselves about the power of speech. Justice William Brennan, writing in a stinging dissent from the majority on that decision, stated that, Because the radio is undeniably a public medium, these actions are more properly viewed as a decision to take part, if only as a listener, in an ongoing public discourse. Censorship of language is an attempt to silence this public discourse, to stifle thoughts, actions, and ideas. George Carlin understood this perfectly well. Carlin was concerned with pointing out how we, as a society, have started using euphemistic language as a way to avoid dealing with tough concepts. This is a corollary, and perhaps more dangerous than the official censorship, to the FCC's abrogation of speech on TV and radio. Self-censorship. In one of his books, he noted, I mentioned several reasons we seem to employ so much of it, this euphemistic language, the need to avoid unpleasant realities, the need to make things sound more important than they are. But no matter what the purpose, the one thing euphemisms all have in common is that they soften the language. They portray reality as less vivid. And I've noticed Americans have a problem with reality. They prefer to avoid the truth and not look it in the eye. I think it's one of the consequences of being fat and prosperous and too comfortable. Of course, the easy political examples are those we've been familiar with for a long time now. Terms like enemy combatants, homicide bombers, collateral damage. Carlin was adept at pointing these out along with the more common expressions we use between friends and colleagues. Religious, political, and cultural hypocrisies were not spared his withering gaze. So what then is Carlin's legacy? At the end of another of his famous routines, he said that the planet is fine. The people are, well, insert one of your favorite seven words there. He was amused with our capacity to essentially kill ourselves off as a species. He said this, 
It amuses me because it means the system is beginning to collapse, beginning to break down. I enjoy chaos and disorder, not just because they help me professionally, they're also my hobby. I'm an entropy buff. We are all inundated with food, yet prices are rising and people starve. We are awash in oil and prices have never been higher. We're aware of the effects of human-caused global warming and most of us choose to do nothing except complain about the weather. Our government openly lies and violates constitutional rights and all we do is shrug. Carlin's choice was not to simply laugh at the downward spiral we're all in by our choice. That's too superficial a reading of his humor. He was deeply concerned by the stupidity and violence we do to each other through laws, morals, and simply not acting. His legacy, I think, is that our understanding of speech, of words, and our constant questioning of their meaning and use is our only outlet to discovering potential truths, to exposing lies, and perhaps building a world that's a little nicer to live in, or at least a little more amusing. It is perhaps a call to action to understand that he was bitterly disappointed in how passive most people are in the face of injustice. In that respect, those of us who are political activists, or even those of us who are just trying to make a small change in our lives, could learn from Carlin to keep thinking and to be the gadfly that won't let things rest, to tell the truth about the world in which we live. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.